Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your number one destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu and Yang Guang. And today we will be chatting about a sports headline that has been dominating the news and it should be, you know, discussed for a very long time indeed. We are, of course, talking about tennis superstar Roger Federer's retirement from the game. To my tennis family and beyond. Of all the gifts that tennis has given me over the years, the greatest, without a doubt, has been the people I've met along the way. My friends, my competitors, and most of all, the fans who give the sport its life. Today, I want to share some news with all of you. As many of you know, the past three years have presented me with challenges in the form of injuries and surgeries. I've worked hard to return to full competitive form, but I also know my body's capacities and limits and its message to me lately has been clear. I am 41 years old. I've played more than 1,500 matches over 24 years. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever would have dreamt. And now I must recognize when it is time to end my competitive career. The Labour Cup next week in London will be my final ATP event. I will play more tennis in the future, of course, but just not in Grand Slams or on the tour. Okay, so Roger Federer's retired, one of the biggest stars of the game. Yang Guang, I'll start with you. What first went through your mind when you heard news of Federer's retirement? I mean, it's, you know, it came completely out of the blue and it's just such mm-hmm. a shocking statement and it wasn't really premeditated. Um, yeah, my first reaction when the notification of my phone came that reads, Federer has announced retirement. I almost jumped out of my chair. Um... We know this would come. Um, he's 41 years old. Um, we almost have seen him play since like uh, one year ago. But when it finally happened, um, I believe many of us, um, including me, we, we were shocked as hell um, because it's the end of an era. We were so used to seeing Federer um, play, especially with his dominant fashion, uh, like there will never be the end of it. Now it's finally over. Um, I just hope um, he would bring us some last bit of great memories, some quotes, when he plays the Lever Cup next week, which will be his last ATP tournament. Um, I know f- fans from around the world would focus on this tournament as if it's definitely more important now than even Grand Slam events. Um, then a s- second thought on it, the tennis world is finally into a transitional period, I think, especially considering what happened from the recent games. Serena Williams played her final match at the US Open. Instead, 21-year-old Iga Swiatek won the women's trophy. Rafael Nadal got knocked out at Flushing Meadows by Francis Tiafo, who is 12 years younger than him. Then Carlos Alcaraz won the men's singles title at the US Open at the age of 19 and became the new world number one. Now Federer's retirement is like making a final stamp on this, which is we are seeing a new era in professional tennis up-and-coming generations, stars have come. For you, would you agree with those sentiments um, from Yang Guang's side? Were, did you have a similar thought process when you heard about Federer's retirement? Um, compared with Yang Guang's reaction, mine was a lot less dramatic. Actually, the first thing that I thought of when I saw the news was, it's about time. 
Um, it should have happened much earlier, in my opinion, because Federer hasn't been able to compete at a high level for quite some time. And for a player of his influence, it's unacceptable that they're not able to play at their best. Um, of course, he struggled with injuries, and it's not easy for someone at his age to maintain the momentum. But knowing how great he was, fans have their expectations. So if the issues that he's been dealing with are becoming too much for competition's sake, it's better to quit sooner rather than later. Um, of course, there will be people who miss him, who will miss his graceful style and what a gentleman he is. But retirement is really not the end. I'm sure he'll still be involved in tennis one way or another. And like he said in the statement that he'll play more tennis, I think getting off the court may prompt him to take on new roles. This is only a temporary goodbye, and I'm sure we'll see him sometime in the future. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think Roger Federer's impact on the game goes way beyond what he did on the court. You know, he's well regarded as being a gentleman, as being a nice guy, as, uh, you know, having an impact on the global game and increasing participation in the sport. And I have to agree with you that it, I think it will be a temporary goodbye. You know, it's a goodbye just from the professional element of the game. But I just think his reach and influence far goes far beyond, um, you know, just his impact and success as a player. So it'll be very interesting to see what his future role in tennis may be. And I still think he will have a massive impact on just the growth and the global reach of the game. But we've, you know, we've discussed, you know, some of your guys' reactions to um, Federer's retirement and your initial thoughts. And, you know, just also off the top of my head, I thought, wow, the sport's losing one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, he, he really had a phenomenal record. But, you know, I think we can all agree that his his influence on the game will continue. But just, you know... It'll be interesting to hear the reaction from other people, particularly on social media. Um, so for you in China, what has the reaction been from social media users on um, Federer's retirement news? Um, when he made that announcement, it was late night in China. And overnight, the news was trending on major social media such as Weibo or the Baidu search engine, where sports topics don't usually make the headlines. And it even appeared on apps that have nothing to do with news or sports, such as lifestyle apps. So that shows how widely Roger Federer's achievements are recognized in China, as people everywhere and in every scope are talking about news of his retirement. I, I think they really don't want to lose this superstar or one of the best of the, of the sport. And, um, but, but they knew that the day would come. It just took them by surprise that he made the announcement uh, without without warning. It came so suddenly. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it was the similar situation in South Africa um, where the news was all around the globe, actually. I think, you know, like you said, in China and also just from my perspective in South Africa, I think the news was, um, it trended immediately and it was very unexpected. So um, I think it's going to be talked about for quite some time now, you know, in the same breath as uh, Serena Williams's retirement. Um, you know, we've probably now seen the two greatest of the, you know, potentially the last decade or so retiring from the game. So I think that um, discussions around, you know, the GOAT discussion, the greatest of all time, that will continue. And um, yeah, I think the news of Federer's re retirement will trend on social media platforms around the world for quite some time. Yang Guang, um, Fu Yu's already touched on some of the social media reaction to Roger Federer's retirement. Just through your research and going through some of the social media platforms in China, have you seen 
any particular trending news about um, you know Roger Federer's retirement from the game? Um, well, as um, fully mentioned, tennis barely makes into the trending topics on Chinese social media, but um, Federer's retirement broke into the top ten immediately. Fans poured into the social media account to pay tributes to him. And here are some comments from Chinese fans.、Um, I quote here: "I still expect him to play at next year's Wimbledon. Now it's never going to happen." Sad. Federer's retirement means the end of my youth. I've watched him play since childhood. I've been experiencing some sadness in my personal life lately, but nothing compares to seeing this piece of news. To my first and only idol, Roger Federer.、Um, it's just a number of comments、um, from fans in China, and there are still countless voices online about him.、Uh, especially interestingly, I find some、um, some fans recording Federer's connection with China in his playing career. Um, Federer's only Olympic medal was a doubles gold won at Beijing 2008 with partner Stan Wawrinka. Federer himself described it one of his greatest memories.、Um, coinc- uh, co- uh, here's、uh, some coincidence. Federer's birthday is August 8th. It's also the date of the opening ceremony of the Beijing Games, where Federer was the flag bearer of the Swiss delegation. Um, Federer also participated in the Shanghai Masters eight times. He played the inaugural Shanghai Masters in 2002.、Um, he was outside the top ten in the world rankings then, but already got huge support from Chinese fans. He described Shanghai a second home after the semi-final defeat to the world number one, then world number one, Lighton Hewitt. He altogether came to Shanghai thirteen times to play tournaments in the city, the most among notable tennis stars. And several days in Shanghai, Federer was often seen in public. For example, taking the metro in Shanghai and spoke with the fans. He even picked up some Shanghai dialect when he competed there.、Um, Federer also did a lot in promoting tennis development in China. Um, he initiated the idea to play the men's doubles at the 2013 Shanghai Masters with a Chinese player. He did partner with、um, Zhang Duo, and they reached the second round of action. He also trained with many Chinese male players like、uh, Zhang Zhizhen. Federer once said he was optimistic to see Zhang Zhizhen break into the top 100 in ATP rankings. And ahead of this year's U.S. Open, Chang finally made it. It's it's also kind of a tribute to Federer, I think. It's definitely great to hear、um, about Federer's connection to China, and you know some of the you know it's it's also fantastic to hear some of the greatest memories of his career also happened in China. You know the fact that it's crazy that he was born on the same day as the opening ceremony, and you know the fact that he won the the doubles gold、um, at、uh, Beijing 2008. I think. You know, to win his only Olympic gold medal, I think that's a fantastic, or would be a fantastic memory for any tennis athlete. And it's also great to see that tennis fans in China are really coming out and you know discussing their personal memories of、um, Roger Federer's career and what impact he had on their lives. And、um, it's really fantastic to hear that Roger Federer's reach 
is all over the globe. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's here in South Africa, it's there in China, um, and I'm sure it spreads to all corners of the globe. And it just really is a signal of what a truly fantastic athlete and what a um, fantastic role model he was and will be, um, I think, for the rest of his years. Yang Guang, when we think of Roger Federer, so many moments and successes and, you know, memories come to mind i think you know he's been in the game for such a long time and he's played at such an incredibly high level for such a long time and i think that you know so many different individuals have varying memories of roger federer and have different thoughts about roger federer you know they they either think about roger federer the tennis player or roger federer the man you know roger federer the nice guy um but just from your personal perspective what are your best memories of roger federer's you know career whether that be on or off the court my memories of Roger Federer, most of them came from his duels with Novak Djokovic at um, Grand Slam matches because I'm a, a huge Djokovic fan and uh, my impression was like Djokovic really struggled against the Federer, especially in the early years. Uh, we all know how good a defensive player Djokovic is, but Federer was always able to find a moment to break down Djokovic, especially with his one-handed signature backhand. It's it's like every shot would be a winner. And he seldom made unforced errors. It's not only in his encounters with Djokovic, but all of the players of that time. It's like they never stood a chance to beat Roger Federer on ATP Tour. A meeting with him means you are already out of contention. That's basically my, uh, my impression of Federer. During his peak time, just... um insurmountable yeah i think i have to agree with you there there were definitely stages in his career where federer looked almost unplayable and it it also looked effortless you know when i think of the likes Mm -hmm. of nadal and djokovic you know they they are supreme athletes and they you know it looks like they've really worked hard at their craft and you know i'm not saying that federer hasn't done the same but there just seemed like it must have been so frustrating for people that either didn't like federer or were playing against federer but to see someone you know glide around the court with such ease and just dominate um, for such a long time, I think that was probably also something that um, sticks out in the mind. And, you know, like you said, some of his battles with the likes of Djokovic and Nadal, um, you know, some of those matches seemed superhuman. They would go, go on for hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours and just require such concentration and skill and strength and speed. And, you know, it was all down to an individual, which we don't often see in sports. I think when we think of most great sporting duels, um, besides, you know, you know, things like boxing or golf or whatever it may be, we often think of team sports. But there's something so individualistic and personal about uh, tennis. You know, you really start to um, kind of, you know, develop an almost relationship with these players in the sense that you take on not just their ability, but their personality, their movements, their there's so many different elements to just, you know, the the end result. And I think Federer um, definitely had an impact in that sense in that he just made it look so effortless and he was a gentleman and, um, yeah, someone that was truly remarkable and, um, you know, kind of an innovator of his time. You know, he just took a really difficult individual sport and made it look like, you know, he could do it in his sleep. For you, when we talk about... Roger Federer, of course, it goes well beyond his performances on the court. But now, if we have to zero in on his performances on the court, and I think this will be a discussion that will be, you know, be happening for the weeks ahead. And you know, as the news starts to not trend anymore, it'll you know still be discussed for many years to come. 
So here it comes for you, for you. Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, okay. Novak Djokovic. Is Federer the greatest of all time? Oh, this might be a tough question for a lot of people. But <laughs> this might turn into a 10-year podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's an easy one for me. Um, to begin with, there, first, there's no doubt that Roger Federer is among the greatest in tennis. But I wouldn't agree if you refer to him as the greatest of all time. Simply because the number of Grand Slam titles he's won, he has 20 compared with 21 for Djokovic and 22 for Rafa Nadal. And both Djokovic and Nadal got ahead of the three-way race this year, so they may win even more Grand Slams, although it's becoming more and more unlikely. And um, Federer is also missing an Olympic gold medal in singles competition to compete to complete a Golden Slam, which Nadal did. He won that gold medal at Beijing 20... Uh, he won that gold medal at Beijing 2008. Um, when the top of the top players are so close and it becomes so hard to find a clear winner, I usually let the numbers talk and look at what's on record. Uh, I'm more of a result-oriented person, so I think the greatest of all time is only convincing if they at least keep a record or maintain the number one, uh, maintain the number one ranking in something. You know, I think it's interesting. I think um, you know this is, oh, you know, we could talk about this for years. I'm just there's so many thoughts that are mm-hmm. coming to my head right now. But there's so many different ways you can analyze a tennis player's mm-hmm. career. I agree with you by judging it by Grand Slams. That's a great way to determine who's the greatest of all time. And I think Nadal is, you know, at the top of that list at this point in time. But then you also have to bear in mind, you know, someone like Novak Djokovic has, you know, because of his vaccination status, has also missed out on certain Grand Slams. So he could have been the greatest Mm -hmm. of all time, but because of his personal decisions, he hasn't reached that tag yet. And then Federer's also struggled with injuries and, you know, Nadal's had injuries and Nadal's good on clay and Federer's good on grass. And it's just, there's so many variables. Um so I think, you know, I agree with you. Federer has to go down as in the discussion as one of the greatest of all time. You know, I think there's no debate that Nadal, Djokovic and Federer will be battling for that title. But my goodness, to actually decide who is the greatest of all time, you know, so many different people with different opinions and different ways of, of analyzing what makes someone the greatest of all time, whether it be results, grand slams, weeks at number one. There's, there's so many different elements to mm. to look at. So... It's a difficult discussion, but I have to agree with you that Federer, you know, I think at this point in time, does not stand out head and shoulders as the greatest of all time. So I don't think he can claim yeah. that tag. Um, Young Wang, and in, you, yeah, pro- yeah, probably, sorry, yeah, and probably in ten years' time, we can revisit this podcast and make a new one. Yeah. We can all get together and talk again and see. Perfect. If our or even in 50 years' changed. time, when we're all almost at the grave. <laughs> and now, what are your opinions on the greatest of all time? Oh, it's, it's a, it's a difficult yeah, one. Let, uh, let's make a note to do that. <laughs> yeah, let's let's set a date 45 years from now, and then we can chat about it again. <sighs> okay. <laughs> But um, Yang Guang, from you know, I think Fu Yu's initial analysis of the greatest of all time has to go, you know, would be the number of Grand Slam wins. And there were a couple of elements she discussed, you know, like the Golden Slam, you know, with Nadal win- winning the gold medal um, in singles. And, you know, she had her way of analyzing um, the greatest of all time. And then that kind of eliminated Federer as the, the standout. But he's definitely in the discussion. From your perspective, you know, how would you kind of analyze that debate? And does Federer, 
um, you know, come out tops in that discussion, or is he just in the mix? As you said, there are so many perspectives to see this. If we do simple math, he's not. Now Nadal is the greatest of all time. But、um, if we talk about、um, influence from a single player on these sports, I would call him the most successful one in this regard.、Um, he's an ambassador to tennis,、uh, like we discussed before. What Michael Jordan means to basketball, Valentino Rossi means to MotoGP. Federer really brought tennis into the global stage with his personal influence and. And, and let me more people to get to know ATP Tour.、Um, he's also the very beginning of what we call the era of the Big Three, or even Big Four, that represented the best time for the men's professional tennis. And Federer is the pillar. Because of him, the ATP could thrive on a level、yes. on, on a level not seen before. So, in in this sense, I would very much like、uh, to call him the greatest of all time. That's so interesting, and, and you know, you raised points that I didn't even think about. You know, his influence, the fact that he kind of started that great three,、um, you know, kind of discussion, like you know, with、um, the like of Michael Jordan in basketball, you know, Tiger Woods in golf. You know, he was one of those guys that just put the sport on the global map. You know, he might not necessarily be the most successful in terms of Grand Slam titles and everything like that, but I agree with you that he is definitely in that discussion of a maverick of the sport, of someone that. Represented the sport for a very long time、mm-hmm. and kind of created the path for others to come along, like you know Nadal and Djokovic. Mathematically, yes, he's not the greatest of all time, but in terms of the influence on the sport, I think he has to be definitely considered. So, you know, like you've both said, there's so many different、um, aspects to approach it from. I think you know everyone will have a different opinion, but I think there's definitely no doubt that、um, you know Federer is in that discussion, you know, as one of the greatest of all time, and I'm sure he will be very happy、um, to just be even included in that discussion.、Um, just quickly to finish things off for you, what would you like to see、um, Federer do now when he retires? What would you like to see his new role become?、Um, for someone who loves tennis so much, I think Federer will continue to be involved in exhibition or philanthropic competitions, and may later start a new career as a coach. When Carlos Alcaraz won the U.S. Open recently, I was surprised to find out that he was coached by Juan Carlos Ferrero, who is a former Grand Slam winner himself. So, in a few years' time or longer, we may see another tennis champion emerge under Federer's tutelage. I, I, it would be interesting to see if he is、um, able to become a successful coach, or if that's even the role that he takes. But I think, you know, from your perspective, as someone that truly loves tennis, I think, you know, to see Federer be remain actively involved in the professional game, I think that would be great for all, you know, great for all big tennis fans and particularly Federer fans. And Yang Guang, from your side, what would what do you think would be the ideal role for Federer in the game now that he has retired, you know, from the professional playing element? Um, well, I think he would continue to promote tennis on different levels.、Um, he says in his personal statement that、um, he will continue to play more tennis in the future, but not in ATP Tour or Grand Slams. So I expect him to play like at、um, Legends Games or something similar. But、um, considering his personality, I also think he would. Stay low key, and、uh, we may not see him in public as often as before. 
Yeah, I think that could possibly, you know, also be an element. I think that he will, you know, love to be able to finally spend time with, you know, his wife and his children mm -hmm. and, you know, be able to, you know, be the family man that he is and, you know, just, you know, take some time away from traveling around the world all the time and putting pressure on his on his body and his mind. You know, just from my perspective as well, I would love to see him, you know, remain involved in the game, whether it be coaching like Fuyu said or, you know, like you said, Yang Guang being involved in promoting the game, but also potentially just involved in, you know, increasing participation in the sport, particularly from young players. So we can see more um, future stars emerge in the sport. And I would also love to see him use his influence to, you know, raise money for charities around the globe. Mm. I think that's also an element of his career that um, is really important and I think that he can still have a massive impact, not just on, you know, the sport, but just on the overall well-being of the world as well. But, you know, without any doubt whatsoever, I think we can all agree that Roger Federer was a true great of the game. He will be sorely missed as a professional, but I don't think he will step away from the game for too long. And I think that he will remain an important figure in the tennis and sporting world for some time to come. But that is all we have time for on this episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. And we will be back next week at the same time, on the same date, with our latest topic. And we'll see you then. 